this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we have under six weeks to go, and this is the most important midterm election since uh, the first years of the Civil War, 1862. And on Battleground, we get down to it. I got three of my favorite people are going to be on here today, Mike Davis, Liz Yore, and Matthew Tiermont. We also have a couple of surprises. I want to go to Mike, and we've changed around the order here. I want to go to Mike because to connect to the Boris that ended the, the first hour. Mike. You know, attention has kind of drifted. The J6 thing can't even get a, a, a MSNBC or CNN primetime, you know, primetime um, uh, viewing. They can't. They, what they have to do is they have to play it at one o'clock in the afternoon. The um, and of course they canceled for the horrific hurricane that just hit uh, Fort Myers and Naples. Um, but people have lost interest in that. The 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 special master is you know still. Uh, the lead story on Chris Hayes, but quite frankly, nobody's really paying attention to that. Um, and now they got this criminal grand jury on J6. Who knows what's going on with that? They're sending out subpoenas all over the place to try to generate interest and do something before they get essentially, let's be blunt, just blown out on November 8th because of the crisis, you know, the nine crises they've created that the American people are having to deal with. Just Boris was talking about the special master there and, you know, the vendors are complaining that it's too aggressive what, what in your mind, as an independent, looking at it from a distance, uh, think about where we are with the special master now? Well, it's kind of a sideshow, frankly, because the Biden Justice Department was able to misrepresent the, the law on the Presidential Records Act to an emergency panel of the 11th Circuit, and they bought it. And so the Judge Cannon and the special master are not uh, reviewing these critical 100 documents that were marked classified that President Trump declassified both through a presidential memo on January 19th, 2021, and, uh, and through his actions under the Presidential Records Act, he declassified these. These include the crossfire hurricane Russian collusion documents that he clearly declassified. That's what this whole home raid was all about. That's why the Biden Justice Department did this, because President Trump had the goods that the uh, Obama, Biden, Hillary, FBI, intel communities uh, were colluding to make up the Russian collusion allegations to uh, influence the 2016 and 2020 elections. Uh, they got a short-term win. The Biden Justice Department got a short-term win, win by duping these judges on the 11th Circuit. Uh, Long-term, I think the Supreme Court's going to have to resolve this, and it's pretty clear under the Presidential Records Act that President Trump had the absolute right to these records. The Biden Justice Department had no right to them. And this uh, home yeah. raid was unprecedented, unnecessary, so, unlawful. So, so that's why I asked Boris about the overall appeal and the appellate process. And you think that's ultimately got to go to the Supreme Court. They got to make a decision about the archives, about executive privilege, about presidential records. That, that'll all get bundled up and, and so, solved at the Supreme Court. Is that your belief? I think it's going to go to the uh, Supreme Court in one of two ways. It's either the Biden Justice Department's going to be stupid and indict uh, 
President Trump in D.C. and that you're going to have a uniparty judge uh, rubber stamp <clears throat> whatever uh, the, the Biden Justice Department wants to do. The, uh, the Obama-controlled D.C. Circuit will affirm and the, the, the Supreme Court will have to step in through the criminal routes or it could be through the civil route, through a Rule 41G civil motion uh, to get back his property, and then it will get teed up through the civil route, through the Southern District of Florida, the 11th Circuit, and then the Supreme Court. We're talking about the Supreme Court. We always like putting the audience over the other side of the hill. There was a couple of articles out I got into you about the court starts, I think, next Tuesday, the first Tuesday in October. So this next session, and look, you had this monumental kind of first year of this new court coming together. You had um, you had obviously the Roe v. Wade and the Dodds, all that. Uh, and then you had uh, EPA versus West Virginia on the administrative state. But as I look at it, and this is not my line of country, I depend upon people like you and Lejour to help me through this. Um, but it looks like the cases they're talking about, that this could even be a more monumental year as far as major decisions because they're taking on they're, they're actually looking at and taking on tough cases am, am i wrong or is that something the audience should be focused on you're absolutely right on that steve and that was president trump's biggest accomplishment of his first term was transforming the supreme court and the lower uh, federal courts the federal judiciary to constitutionalist judges who actually understand that their uh, modest but critical role is to uh, interpret the law and not to rewrite the law. We've had liberal judi judicial activists controlling the Supreme Court for over 80 years since the Democrats threatened to pack the Supreme Court with FDR. And what we're starting to see now is a constitutionalist Supreme Court uh, take shape. It's, it's, it's not all the way there. It's gonna take a more incremental approach when you have justices like Kavanaugh who are more incremental uh, but it's no doubt a constitutionalist court, and you're going to see them rolling back federal power and making sure that uh, these government actors stay in their lanes. One of the cases uh, in that article you mentioned, Steve, was this uh, the House redistricting cases. Uh, every 10 years under our Constitution, the state legislatures are supposed to decide how to redistrict these U.S. House seats. And now that, uh, that Republicans control 54% of the state legislative seats, 62 out of 99 legislative bodies, the Democrats uh, don't want the state legislatures to rewrite House districting, uh, to redraw the re House districting seats. And so they have their Democrat Supreme Court, uh, Democrat Supreme Courts and Democrat commissions try to do this. And I think the Supreme Court is going to step in and say, that's not how it works under our Constitution. It's the state legislatures, not your partisan Supreme, state Supreme Court justices and partisan commissioners who redraw these house seats. So that's going to be a uh, earth-shattering earth case. And you're going to see the, the Eric Holders and the Mark Eliases of the world go bonkers. But, by the way, is two things or two themes we're seeing is one theme is they're very focused on, I don't know if it was the Chevron decision or or this thing about the deconstruction of the administrative state. And the other is the devolution of power out of Washington to, to the state legislatures. The also is this overgrab by the uh, by the executive from really what is constitutional power and what should be laws. Is th this some of the big themes that are going to drive the cases that they're going to take on and potentially some of the rulings? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a big part of it. It's also to protect, not only is it to make sure that each branch of the federal and state governments stay in their lane, Congress legislates, 
the executive branch enforces the laws and the judiciary interprets the laws. And they've, they've all been combined into one massive administrative state where these unelected uh, bureaucrats in this fourth branch of government have all three powers, the legislative power, the executive power, and the judicial power all wrapped up into one. And they also have all these powers that should go to the states and the people that the federal government has grabbed since the switching time that Safe Nine with FDR uh, reinterpreting the Commerce Clause to give the federal government essentially unlimited power. I think you're going to start to see these constitutionalist judges, both on the Supreme Court and the lower federal courts, rolling back this power. And they also need to protect minority rights. That's the whole reason we have the separation of powers is to protect uh, protect us from government overreach and protect minority rights. And so when you see, for example, these affirmative action cases at the University of North Carolina and Harvard, you see these LGBT cases in Colorado, it's to protect minorities. In the case of affirmative action, you have to protect Asian Americans who, uh, get, who get screwed on these affirmative action cases. And you have to look at Christians who don't want to make websites or bake cakes or, or do other things that that go against their religious beliefs and they shouldn't be forced to do it. It's not like they're the gas station on the side of the road. It's the only place you could buy gas. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time in Colorado. I lived there for a decade. There are plenty of places in Colorado that will make a website for same-sex marriages. And there are plenty of places in Colorado that will bake their damn cake. So let's not force Christians out of business because they are quietly objecting to this. Mike, you're leading the fight about taking down the oligarchs and big tech. You're also doing an incredible job on, on really explaining the Supreme Court and the whole process of the Supreme Court uh, to MAGA. How, how do people get to your site? I know you've got all your stuff up there listed, and then particularly how they follow you on social media, because you're putting up tons of content each day, and we want to make sure everybody's in the flow on this. Yeah, another thing, Steve, is the big tech fight is going this week. House Republicans need to pick a side here. They're either with their constituents back home, or they're with big tech in China. It's that simple. There are three modest bills that are going through, three big tech antitrust reforms that are going through the House this week. Republicans need to pick a side. And uh, they can get to our website at article3project.org, article3project.org. It's at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth. And my personal social is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-N. Thank you very much, Steve. When, 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 when you go to Article 3, can people get the details if they're going to call their congressman or call their senator and say, hey, I need you to vote this way? If they go to the site, can they find yes, out they, enough about these three bills? So, so they, then when they call the office, they're, they're, we know the posse likes to be on the cutting edge of things. Is there enough information there? There, there is, and they should call 202 224 Three one two one. Light up the uh, the switchboard. Ask for both of your home state senators and your U.S. House House Rep, and and tell them to support these big tech antitrust reforms that are going through the House right now. So two zero two 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 four three one two one. Just like we did with the Katanji Brown Jackson fight. Light them up. They pay attention. By the way, the Katanji Brown Jackson is definitely, as we call it, definitely helping us in Nevada. So, sir, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank Mike you, Davis. Before I do the cold open for, for Liz, I want Liz, your thoughts. You've been at the forefront of, of the right to life of this movement for many, many decades. Your thoughts on the coming up, the coming uh, new session of the Supreme Court, given the historic nature of last year's, ma'am. Well, uh, Steve, we just saw this past week the shock and awe 
of the FBI attacking um, a wonderful family. Um, and, you know, this is the administrative state going rogue. Um, I have never seen in, in all my time in watching, you know, law enforcement and critical, the pushback from not only the Catholic and Christian and pro-life community about what the FBI is doing to intimidate. Now, this is payback for the Dobbs decision. That's what it is. When you arrest um, a father at seven in the morning in a raid with guns blazing in front of seven small children who they knew were in that house at 7 a.m., um, traumatizing that family, this is your FBI. We've seen it. You know, Trump was famous for saying, wasn't he? Look, they're not coming for me. I'm just standing in the way. They're coming for you. Now we're seeing it. And so, you know, it's very important. You know, they didn't arrest and enforce uh, the law, the federal law to protect our Supreme Court justices. Um, they haven't arrested a soul um, who attacked our pro-life pregnancy centers and churches. So they're coming after the good people, um, the pro-lifers, the Christians. We're now in the phase with this administration of the persecution of Christians. And that's the administration. Oh, hang, hang on, hang, hang on, hang on. I want, I want to get, because you worked in the system for many decades. I mean, you were a prosecutor. How do we, and I remember coming on this, this show, having you on in the summer of 2020, and you would sit there and talk about the task force and the tiger teams that need to be put together in Chicago by U.S. attorneys. You said, hey, here's what has to happen, Steve. Here's the process. None of it ever happened under Bill Barr. So you've been there. How did we, Liz, your, how did we get to the what you work for and dedicate your life to, to the point that you got 21 SWAT team up FBI guys, essentially jackboot Gestapo, there to intimidate something that never even should have been filed. It's a, it's a dispute at, at one of these abortion centers from one of these guys who always go there and yells at the people saying the rosary. It's some minor deal. How do you get to a situation, you send 21 there at seven in the morning to basically terrorize the children? How did that happen? Well, they're weaponizing their only political issue they view, and that's abortion. And so they are going to take this issue, ramp it up, um, try and, you know, I guess, excite their base, the few people that feel the abortion issue is number one. I think that's what this is a political move um, 60 days before the election. I think this is and, and, you know, we all talked about weaponizing the FBI. How did this start? You know, the FBI, you know, former uh, assistant heads of the FBI, they're, said, they're saying their phones are blowing up because the FBI, you know, former agents and present agents are so upset about what's happening in the police. This is got to be a political issue. And people have got to go to the polls and they've got to vote and they have to be calling Congress to demand investigations into this jackbooting of the Department of Justice against good people who are not lawbreakers like the 100 pregnancy centers and churches that have been trashed, and there's not one arrest by the FBI, um, not one arrest of any protester in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes. I mean, this is, you know, they're late, they're, the lawbreakers are in charge. And so it's up to the people to fight this fight. It's ugly. How did it happen? You know, ask Eric Holder, Barack Obama. 
Um, and, you know, politicizing the Department of Justice is the most hideous thing we talked what, about. What, 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 what we need, what we, what Liz, what we need is whistleblowers is, are your contacts and the people you work with? And you said, and I know this, we've been inundated with people that are fierce that worked inside the system. Do you believe this is going to galvanize people say, hey, I have to come forward now as a whistleblower. I have to come forward now uh, and actually say what's going on. Do you think that this incident uh, with uh, with this individual? Uh, which is obviously so over the top, it, people are yeah. furious about it, will uh, will cause that, ma'am? Steve, I got to believe that of those 20 or 30 FBI SWAT teams, that there were a lot of young fathers who were embarrassed and shamed by what they were involved in. And secondly, uh, Congressman Chip Roy is starting um, a movement, a letter to uh, Garland, and he's getting 22 uh, congressmen to join in um, asking Garland to come in and explain what in God's name they were doing. So this movement, we have to get everybody to call their congressmen and get them to uh, demand that Garland come in and that th these actions stop immediately. You know, if they go after Mark Hawk, a father of seven, a good man um, who is who is just trying to save babies' lives, um, they're coming for all of us. So it's it's time people wake up, take off the blinders, um, and this isn't your dad's uh, FBI anymore. It is, um, as we've said, the jackboots of the Obama administration and Biden administration taking aim at Christians and the pro-life movement. And we can't be afraid. Did you ever think we'd get to this situation where, I mean, and and this is, remember, Hawk is the guy, he's the one sitting there with these people saying rosaries at the yeah. abortion center. They've been doing it for 40 years and praying for this. This is, you know, my mom and uh, and some of my uh, sisters-in-law and, and, and family, aunts, they were, they were part of this. Go say the rosary outside right. of these abortion centers. Uh, th you see these guys all the time. They're as gentle and as good. They're good men. They're good people. And they're not a threat to anybody. Unless you think prayers are a threat. Uh, did well, you ever think we'd get to a situation where the, and particularly in the Catholic community, knowing how, because people in the FBI, there were many FBI special field agents, et cetera, that were Catholics, you know, back in the old days. And there was kind of the revered, it was kind of like the highest thing you could get in the Catholic community. Did you ever think we'd get to this situation, ma'am? Now, you know, there were a lot of Irish Catholics in the FBI. These were the guys who took down, you know, the, uh, the cartels, they took down the Italian mafia. Um, they, you know, made our city safe. That's why the cities were able to be built and thrive. Um, never thought I'd see this, Steve. And um, it's a very sad day um, when, you know, I, I have relatives who are in the FBI. I love the FBI, but it's not it's um, been politicized by this administration. They're going to continue to try and intimidate, continue to try and harass. And uh, we've just got to stand firm. And, you know, one more thing about Mark Hawk, this young man, your father of seven, you know, he saved over the last 20 years about 100 babies from being aborted. And he and his wife don't just, you know, stand in front of the abortion clinic praying and trying to counsel. They have reunions with these mothers and their babies. They help these mothers and babies get on their feet and, and start a life. You know, this is a man who is, you know, really a living saint. He's also one of the prominent um, anti-pornography speakers around the world trying to get um, men and women, for that matter, to 
you know, get away from this awful pornography, how it destroys families and children. Um, and, you know, just an extraordinary man. And that is who the Department of Injustice have set their sights on. Can we go ahead and play? I want I want to shift for a moment because I want to get your thoughts on, on some other aspects of the church. Can we go ahead and play the cold open about Italy uh, right now for uh, for uh, Liz? These MAGA leaders like Steve Bannon also have some fingerprints in this right-wing surge in Europe. Bannon grasps the need to distinguish the brand while still delivering on this core vow of a fascist right-wing populist agenda. And those are his words. What's your name? Georgia Maloney, the woman. Brother in Italy is one of the old fascist parties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the old right-wing parties. It used to be fascist. But neo. Neo. Remember, Bannon's theorem, you put a reasonable face on right-wing populism, you get elected. He's been paying attention. Bannon sees that neo-branding as a kind of Trojan horse for the agenda that he clearly knows comes out of the fascist groups. We should note he also later tried to walk back some of that blunt theorem as recorded there. The neo-fascists have now gotten further in Italy than other countries, but this is not just a story about Italy tonight. It is a story about what you see on your screen, the rising mainlining support for anti-democracy and we're sometimes we're gonna have, movements. We're, we're going to have, we'll, we'll play Ari's thing in its entirety, I think, join Reed when we have more time because we have to get through this and we got Brazil, we got a lot more going on. But but Liz, the reason, and I want to have you back on, we have a dr deeper drill down on this. The reason I wanted you to come on tonight is about the Catholic Church in this situation. I've got Archbishop Vigano gave us an exclusive last night. We put up on the site and got it out to everybody. It's very powerful. Uh, his analysis, six pages of what's going on in Italy right now. But immediately he had the church you had a you had a you had a senior prelate prelate today uh, say, "Oh, we're going to keep our eye on this government. We're really going to get involved, and in, 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 in we don't want this thing uh, to really implement its policies." W what is going on here? You have Archbishop, which I understand is outside the power centers of of today, but then immediately Francis has to get involved and has to deputize and, quite frankly, weaponize his inner circle to basically challenge the voters in Italy right out of the box. Your thoughts, ma'am? Yes, um, this uh, female Mount Etna eruption has really shaken the church because she understands, like the people of Italy understand and have fed up with illegal migration and how it's destroyed um, the culture, the, the crime rate is soaring, the country is struggling with the terrible migration, illegal migration. And of course, as we know, Francis, as the globalist that he is, this is his issue along with George Soros, migration. So we're going to have a clash, um, a war of the roses, so to speak. Um, and, and what this Cardinal Zuppi, who is supposed to be the you know, next pope, um, said is that they are going to respond with the severest of tactics to Maloney if she doesn't knuckle under to the globalists and the church's um, 
embrace of migrants. Well, you know, if I were Maloney, I would immediately use the Carabinari, the Italian police, the Rome police, who've been in a much too cozy relationship with the Vatican. I would start investigating the Vatican Bank in the corru financial corruption, um, the sexual predation of children. You know, I think the, these these guys have had a, you know, for the last nine, nine years under Francis, have had a cakewalk. They have been involved in terrible financial mismanagement and fraud. She is will be in a position to really force the law enforcement of the country to look at the uh, at the the Vatican. Liz, Liz, the Liz here's what I get: the the, the 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 thing she gave to the World Council of Families, I think in yeah. turn a couple of years ago, has over 20 million views. I think 22 million views right now. That is the best analysis in three minutes of the situation, particularly about the family. What could Cardinal Zuppi in the Vatican? not like about her program when she lays out really the lived experience of christians and catholics you know it's god homeland family yeah, why can right. they throw it immediately the severest of penalties how, what 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 don't they like about what she stands for ma'am because she is a threat through the globalist agenda and the new world order agenda that has been pushed and promoted every day by uh, Francis Jorge Bergoglio. And listen to, you know, this, this part of her speech, I just love. And, you know, it just highlights how insane and corrupt this Vatican is under Bergoglio. She said, this is the reason we inspire so much fear. This is why the event inspires so much fear because we do not want to be members. We will defend the value of human beings every single human being because each one is a unique genetic code and that is unrepeatable and like it or not we will defend it we will defend god country and family now stop if the vatican is trying to take on undermine a woman like that who believes those beautiful actually you know uh, Judeo-Christian values that we have been taught, you know, as Catholics and as Christians. Um, she is resurrecting, you know, the nation state to protect their borders. This is a threat to George Soros, to Jorge Bergoglio, to the Vatican, to the globalists, to the EU. Um, she's going to need our prayers. She's going to need the support um, of all of us around the world. Um, but she's tough. I think she understood, and you know, she was the first one who extended a, an olive branch to Francis, you know, as soon as she was elected. She said, I'd like to meet the Pope. And this is the slap down she gets, you know, from the Vatican. It's, I mean, it's, he did a pussy. It's, it's stunning. It's stunning. It's stunning that he's never met her since then. Only one of the most important political leaders in the world. Liz, please yeah. hang on. We've got a very special guest and a very special movie. Liz, you're, we got to also ask you about Cardinal Zen. Uh, and we have Matthew Tierman on Brazil. Uh, it's all coming together, ladies and gentlemen, and the fight continues, not just in the United States, but throughout the world. Be back in the war room in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, 
antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Anybody that follows me on Getter, uh, you know, I make, <laughs> I try to make very few mistakes on there. I actually made one during the morning show that I incorrectly, and one of our, one of our producers, not the U.S. side, but the, the in the international side, misread it too. Actually, we read that it was insufficient, uh, the, the court in Hong Kong ruled it was insufficient evidence, and I put that up as, you know, thank God, amen. And we took it down right away because then we ran and said, no, 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 actually it says sufficient on Cardinal Zen. And Cardinal Zen is one of the holiest men in the world. I mean, he's just, I mean, I've had an opportunity to meet him and spend time with him a few times. He's an extraordinary individual. And he's on trial in Hong Kong for standing up for religious freedom. Uh, the leader, essentially the leader of the Chinese church, Catholic church. Uh, Liz, uh, I noticed that Francis is sending his his hammer, who wants to be the next Pope, Zuppi, to attack a woman who's God, homeland, and family, and say yeah. under the most severest penalties, we're going to be all over you. I've noticed crickets about this situation in Hong Kong. Can Liz York, can you please explain it to me, ma'am? Sure. He hasn't said any, Francis hasn't said anything except that, in his opinion, China is not 
undemocratic when asked about Cardinal Zen. Um, you know, this is the revered Hong Kong 90-year-old Cardinal Zen who's in a show trial that started this Monday um, uh, regarding um, the you know freedom protest movement. He's revered both on the mainland and in Hong Kong. The judge found that there was sufficient evidence to proceed with the trial. Um, and suddenly she adjourned the trial, and the trial is going to resume October 26th. Uh, why, there's speculation as to why that happened, because the trial was supposed to be finished in a week. Um, there's the upcoming Communist Party Congress on October 16th, where Xi Jinping is expected to once again be made king of the world um, for the third time and doesn't want the dark cloud of, you know, the global condemnation of the conviction of Cardinal Zen in this crazy show trial to tamper down his um you know, his excitement and his uh, announcement. Additionally, it's also thought that the Vatican wants to seal its secret deal, the second renewal with the CCP before the end of the Zen trial, because it's anticipated yeah, that yeah. because it's a show trial, he'll be convicted. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, he's going to be the white martyr. It's um, outrageous. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I met I met with Cardinal Zen shortly after the first renewal. And remember, we broke when I went over for the was the pedophilia conference. The big news that we broke was the first secret, the secret deal, which is outrageous. But Cardinal Zen came. He flew at 90 years old or at 80 some years old over to see Francis. And they didn't really even give him an audience. I mean, the audience no. was kind of the back of the hand. These no, he, the Catholic he, Church, the Roman Catholic Church is in business with the CCP. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Yeah. He, Francis, the big dialogue pope, refused to meet with this 90-year-old uh, prelate, uh, senior citizen of the cardinals, beloved, um, and um, he had to fly back to Hong Kong without seeing the pope, and the pope went ahead and sound, um, signed this awful deal. By the way, to this day, there are bishops in China that are being arrested by the CCP and priests being arrested, disappeared, kidnapped. And the Vatican says nothing. So this deal is an absolute disaster. Zen was right. They're after. They're they're already up in Georgia Maloney's grill. Okay, they're already <laughs> up and they put her on notice. She, they're up in her right. grill. God family, a God homeland family, but the CCP they're in business with. I That's rest right. my and Cardinal Zen is on trial. How can he have Zen on trial and not have the whole Catholic Church on fire about this? And the Vatican saying we're going to cut off every diplomatic relation. We're going to make sure every country in the world cuts off diplomatic relations. They haven't said a word. I rest my case. You see, exactly, they're in business with the Chinese Communist Party. We've got some good news. I want to play a trailer uh, for the fight that we're in. This is a film you're going to want to see. Let's go ahead and play it. The life of a Christian on earth is a struggle, a fight. We are threatened by various dangers. It was the evil that crushed me, which never allowed me to be truly free. Saint Michael is the breath of the Holy Spirit who will defeat the Antichrist and all evil spirits. Well, after the Holy Trinity and Mary, St. Michael is the most powerful being of God. 
tell everyone that I grant all graces, that I have great power as the one who stands before God. A happy nation in which St. Michael the Archangel is venerated. Here, one comes to seek answers to the question of the meaning of our life. It is worth knowing that on this path, we have a discreet companion. St. Michael, meet the angel. In select movie theaters only on September 29th. Okay, I want to bring in the producer, Oscar Delgado. Oscar, tell us about the film and where's it going to be if people want to go to the theater and see this. It will be a pretty unique experience. Where do they go? So first tell us about St. Michael, the Archangel, why you made the film and what people are going to see when they go see this. Well, St. Michael is the defender of the church. St. Michael, we need St. Michael right now. He's an archangel. He's the one that took out Lucifer. He's the one that threw him into the threw him back to earth, and he just said his famous phrase is, who is like unto God? So I made this film because it's everything you guys are talking about, which is how are we going to fight this? We have the right platform. We have the right ideas. But what, what, what we need is we need to invoke the archangel. We need St. Michael to come in and really help and defeat the demonic culture is what we got. So this film is going to be seen. It's the feast day of St. Michael, September 29th. And I did it on that day because I want to honor him and all the archangels and the holy angels because we are in a fight for the culture. So it's going to be in movie theaters across the country, in the United States, in uh, UK, and in um, and in Poland. So I put it all, and it's international release, but it's for one day only, September 29th. And you can go to stmichaelmovie.com, spelling out saint, and you'll be able to find out where at a movie theater near you. But it's over a thousand theaters. You're going to be able to find it. But I'm hoping that the posse come out and understand we need to invoke the holy angels. What Liz has talked about now, it's terrible what they've done to Cardinal Zen, what you keep talking about. This is why I made the movie, guys. I made the movie because we need supernatural help. We cannot just think that changing some of the political things. No, we need to invoke the archangels, and we need to invoke especially St. Michael. This is why I made the film, for us to, to take this battle to them. That's how we win. We invoke the spiritual and take them out. Oscar, how long have you been working on this film from the time you got the idea to the time you've actually completed the movie? How long have you worked it's, on it? It's a couple of years, about two years um, uh, to, to do that. We shot all over Italy. We went to Gargano, you know, the, the cave of uh, St. Michael there. So it's been an interesting journey and uh, cutting it and putting it together. But again, my inspiration is, and, and you've given me the inspiration, we look around and we, we detail all the issues that are going on, but we need a remedy and we need help. We need help. And uh, as, as, as uh, Liz talked about the politicization of the FBI and all these different things, we need to turn and have a remedy and say, like we need to invoke uh, God's warrior, our general, St. Michael the Archangel, and we need to do that now. And that's why I made the film. I made it for the posse, I made it for you guys. It's one night only, but we need to start using the supernatural weapons to go after the demonic that is like overtaking us, the evil. It's everywhere. And that's why I made it for you guys to remember that we need to do uh, this. So once again, Oscar, I want to make sure everybody goes there and we're going to put up on the sites. So we'll put it in all the chat rooms and put it up on Getter. Where do people go? If they want to find out where the theater is, where do they go now to go check it out? They go to St. 
SaintMichaelMovie.com. Saint, and spelling out Saint, S-A-I-N-T, SaintMichaelMovie.com. It'll get you there. You'll just put in your zip code, you, and it'll tell, tell you where to go. And then, again, if you're living overseas, it's in England, and it's in uh, Poland, and it's in Puerto Rico. I've got it even in – I've subtitled it in Spanish, so our Hispanic brothers can uh, also look at that. It's everywhere. It's, it's, but it's for one night only, you guys. So that's why I picked that date. As I said, it's the feast day, but I, I need the posse to turn out. To uh, to help us in this fight, uh, we need a supernatural guest. Are you on social media? Is 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 any way is any way Oscar? They can follow you on social media. Uh, they can follow Saint Michael Movie. That's what I I, I kind of don't have my own personal Facebook, but if they can follow oh. the, the Facebook, we have the Saint Michael Movie. Okay, we're gonna push this hard, and we'll push it hard tomorrow. Tomorrow, Oscar Delgado the producer of St. Michael, the Archangel film. Now more than ever, it's a spiritual war. You definitely need this. Liz, uh, what is your social media so people can follow you, ma'am? You're in this fight like nobody else. I'm everywhere on all platforms. Elizabeth, your and your children, Y-O-R-E, children.com is my website. Oscar Delgado, uh, thank you so much for making this film. And I want everybody to go check it out. And I want as many people as possible to go show up tomorrow, particularly you Catholics. It's time to get a better acquainted with St. Michael the Archangel. Liz, I think we need a little help, right? Can yes. always count yes, on St. Michael, so thank you so much. You <laughs> so, bet. We're going to win Thank this, you so Steve. much. We're going to win it. Oh, we're gonna, we, we got to win it. There's no, there's no substitute for victory, and there's, the, the, it's yeah. got to be victory. Victory. No way. Can't, can't lose. Impossible. Right. Uh, I want to bring in uh, Matthew Tierman. Uh, Matthew, okay, so Brazil this weekend, and we bookended this. We had Italy with the huge victory there, but already the Vatican's got their nose in it. She's been attacked everywhere. She's a fascist. This is the rise of fascism. Bannon and all these fascists are in back of her. You know, this is Trump fascism. The other one is, is Bolsonaro, the other massive win. And, and this is where the CCP is all over it. The, they had an article on foreign policy. As you know, you deconstructed saying that Bolsonaro is really the pick of the CCP when Lula is one of their partners. You wrote a 5,000 word, really stunning deconstruction of the legal. And quite frankly, for the Americans who read it, they go, oh, my God, this kind of reminds me of the United States. And this is how we got this is how we got Biden illegitimately. You did an amazing job. Correct me if I'm wrong, sir. Did Twitter already put a warning and take this down already? And, and under what auspices did they do that, Matthew Tierman? Yeah, so I put it up uh, Sunday at uh, CDM Press. Uh, you know, your friend of mine, Todd Wood, an ex-military guy who, like you, like me, is fearless. I warned him. I said, you know, this uh, this court is going to sanction your media platform. He bring it uh, because that's what this court does. I did a deep dive into this uh, Supreme Court, the Supreme uh, Federal Tribunal in Brazil that's at war with uh, with Bolsonaro and the populist movement. Uh, the majority of the court is appointed by Dilma and uh, Lula to uh, CCP running dogs to use your parlance. And I put it up on Sunday. And then earlier today, I, I was joking with you when we were messaging that, you know, I expected sanctions by Tuesday. Well, it took them till Wednesday. And they put up a they removed any engagement ability. So this thing had 6000 likes, half a million impressions. And they removed the ability to like it, to share it, put a, a strip across it saying misinformation. You click on that and it sends you to a whole Brazilian write up 
from the Supreme Electoral Tribunal. So that is a subsidiary court to the Supreme Federal Tribunal, which I wrote up, Alexander de Moraes, who is this chief justice at war with the right and totally drunk with power, imprisoning journalists, shutting down their social media, going to war with the right. Uh, creating laws out of thin air, which is not the job of this court, which is like a Supreme Court. It's a constitutional court. It's supposed to over, oversee and uh, analyze the constitutionality of laws, not write laws. That's Congress's job. That's the separation of powers in the Brazilian Constitution. And this guy is just pushing his own laws, the fake news laws, uh, going against any uh, upstart populist right-wing presses and media outlets. And so they obviously reached out to Twitter and said, you know, we don't want this up because I know that this thing was shared widely by everybody in the Bolsonaro world in Brazil. It was going everywhere. You know, I did a very deep dive. It was 5,000 words, you know, even uh, when I wrote for you at Breitbart London and under Raheem, the biggest complaint was my pieces were too long. They're more like books because I'm comprehensive. I cross site uh, well validated facts, you know, linked to other pieces from mainstream and non mainstream. Uh, so this thing is unimpeachable on fact pattern. Uh, so instead of giving people the opportunity to do their own analysis and uh, digest the information, they uh, they disallow engagement with it. And then uh, when I put up the link again recently in the last couple of hours, now when you click it, it says this is harmful misinformation that can have you know negative social ramifications. And then there's a small button that you can click through to get to it. I expect the next step will be that that. Uh, good grace out of Twitter won't even be present. Uh, so no censorship, and they know it because they're up against the wall. Bolsonaro party is Tiermont. When when you say up against the wall, all the polling they're dumping now, the suppression polling shows that that Lula is within a couple of points of winning in the first round. We only got like three minutes, but I want you to walk through. How is that just suppression polling? Do you see that happening? Are we even going to get to a second round here, sir? Because nothing is more important than Brazil, Matthew Tiermont. Well, I, I'm sure you remember when we were in Cannes uh, promoting Clinton Cash, and I did your radio show, we talked about Soros-style reflexivities in elections. And this is why there's so much fake polling going around where they sample for outcome. Uh, there's no way Lula can win this in the first round. I don't think there's a way he can win it in the second round either. Uh, so now they just pushed a new law, wholesale made out of thin air by De Moraes in this court that says you now have to check your phone before you go into the polling booth so that you can't film, which is something that's happened before. You vote for a candidate and then the other candidate's picture goes up and says, thank you for your vote. Well, now you have to check your phone. And if you film and upload uh, your balloting process, then you will be investigated and prosecuted for the same charge that they're doing with anyone who writes about the right, which is you're assaulting democratic institutions. Uh, you know, I like to quote Queen Gertrude and Hamlet, me think the lady doth protest too much, uh, when you can't even talk about the corruption of this court for fear of being labeled uh, assault on democratic institutions. This is Stasi style politics in supposedly one of the largest democracies in the world. I spoke to people in the Bolsonaro clan uh, today and some of the things going on in the in the sort of the, the last few days leading into this first round on Sunday are obscene. De Moraes has leaked the uh, private communications between the president and his chief aide who handles his sort of home economics with his bills for his wife and family, trying to spin it in their sympathetic press as some sort of financial corruption. Uh, you've got this uh, this assault on democratic institutions for anybody who talks about the lack of paper ballots, auditable ballots. People chant, give us paper ballots, give us auditable ballots, because they know something's rotten and there's about to be a fraud. Same reason why Twitter's putting a banner on there saying you cannot talk about the election uh, yeah. being 
anything but pure. And here, by the way, some propaganda from the what? subsidiary court that oversees the election that is overseen what? by James court, who I wrote okay. about. And, we're you know, we're gonna we're going to have you back on to tomorrow morning because this is huge. How do people get to you in the interim? Where do they go on Twitter and where do they go on Getter and all the other true social? Where do they go? Well, at Matthew Termond on uh, on on I'm not really active on Truth Social on Getter on uh, on on Twitter on Facebook on Instagram and I'm 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 very active right now on just like on Sweden just like on Italy now I'm active on Brazil the pivot is so important right now to this largest democracy after us uh, in this hemisphere this massive economy that's about to be uh, looted by the Chinese as it was previously by Lula and Dilma who are CCP running dogs uh, and so you know Getter's where it's at Twitter I'm going to continue to keep posting. And we'll see what kind of, uh, you know, BS they uh, they throw at me to try and censor. Uh, we know what their game is, and they do it right Tiamat, when there's a Your 5,000-word articles must be read, particularly if you're interested in elections here in the United States. I'm going to get every Captain Ben. Everybody's going to get up. We're going to read it. Make sure the whole posse does. Matthew, see you tomorrow morning. Fantastic job, as usual. Let's go to Jeff uh, Rainforth is at the border. We've had some technical problems. Jeff, uh, r- real quick, we've got a couple of minutes. You're one of the top investigative reporters. You you did uh, everything with Antifa in Portland, Seattle. Just your word to the American people. What, what I want American people to understand the crisis we have in the border from the cartels. This is just not about people or asylum seekers coming across. This is a paramilitary operation that controls our border. Has your investigative reporting uh, proven that to yourself, sir? Absolutely. There. Uh... The cartels are a terrorist organization. Uh, if you look at the way they they retaliate and how they take on uh, other cartels and the governments in uh, uh, state government, city government in Mexico, uh, they are a terrorist organization. What Joe Biden and his, the Democrats have done is hand over uh, the border to a terrorist organization. And now you're seeing them uh, just unleash the uh, the amount of, of people coming in and they'll have they will have people on the inside of the country who will do their bidding and they already do it's uh, it's drug trafficking sex trafficking money laundering um, and and it's only going to get worse you look at Mexico uh, when we first built this wall behind me that was 2019 and uh, there are people already saying who are uh, professionals uh, uh, on the cartels that it's a failed narco state. Mexico is it was over half of their states are run by the cartels. And at that time, uh, it was they believed those professionals believe that it's a failed narco state. Um, it's just going to get worse. They're going to control. They're going to continue to ensconce into America just like I, I talked about earlier uh, in this morning on your show, there was a, a guy on the police force here in, in El Paso who said, "Hey, hey, Jeff, I want, I want, I want to, ho- yes. I want to hold that story. For, I want to hold that story for tomorrow. We're going to come back to Jeff Rainford. We're going to come back to Matthew Tiermon. Ten o'clock tomorrow. We're going to start with McCarthy and these guys making the case at Capitol Hill for the firing of Nancy Pelosi. That's how we're going to shut these cartels down: is take the House and the Senate and begin to take action. Then we're going to have Alex DeGrasse." Lou Dobbs and the head of Rasmussen go through the polling. We'll have Jeff Rainsworth back on his investigator reporting on the cartels and the control of the United States southern border tomorrow morning in the war room.